This is the Juice on the Cues podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Good morning, Syracuse. Welcome back to the Juice on the Cues podcast presented by Rivals.com. I'm your host, Wes Chang. Thanks so much for joining us on this Wednesday, October 4, 2023. We will get to Syracuse's loss to Clemson and their upcoming game against North Carolina later in the show. But we begin today on a very melancholy note. Syracuse and Daily Orange alumni and Calgary Flames assistant general manager Chris Snow passed away over the weekend at 42 after a lengthy battle with Lou Gehrig's disease. He's survived by his wife, Kelsey, and his two children, Cohen and Willa. I knew Chris when he was my sports editor at the Daily Orange as a freshman in 2001. Chris was an inspiration then, a great sports writer and columnist who went on to write for the Boston Globe, and then he forged a very unique path of moving into executive sports management. And that's how I'll always remember Chris, as someone who thought outside the box, who walked his own path, and always had a fun anecdote to share. As his wife said in a tweet, quote, We are deeply broken and deeply proud. In life and death, Chris never stopped giving. We walk forward with his light guiding us, end quote. I just want to use this opportunity to say thank you for everything, Chris. And as with the Mike Williams story we had a couple weeks ago, there's no easy way to transition out of that. But after the break, we will be joined by former Syracuse defensive lineman Tyler Morona, who will talk about his plan to boost the Orange United NIL Collective. And then later on, Editor-in-Chief Brad Bierman will join us to discuss Syracuse's loss to Clemson and its upcoming matchup against North Carolina. And I'm Wes Chang. This is the Juice on the Cues podcast. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. So as we know, over the weekend, Syracuse hung close with Clemson, but ultimately lost 31-14. to And for those of you who haven't seen his tweet, former Syracuse defensive lineman Tyler Morona has a plan to make sure that doesn't happen again, and he's going to use NIL to Syracuse's advantage. So let's find out more about that plan. We welcome him on the podcast now. Tyler, how are you today? I'm doing well. I uh, wish it could be a little bit better, or maybe a lot better than... Uh getting the uh, loss this weekend but overall things are are really good thanks for having me on as always oh of course tyler it's always a pleasure to have you we'll get you started on this one you're pretty active on twitter and one of the things you posted after the loss was a video of yourself with a plan to raise a million dollars of nil through the orange united nil collective and i think many of the things you said in that video really speak to what orange fans are thinking and about retaining our top athletes and luring others to syracuse from the portal so tell me more about that plan to level the playing field with a school like clemson well, I think, you know, beyond just the the great group that we already have um, of donors and also the collective itself, um, I just really wanted to give my talents um, because, as some people may know, some people may not, what I do right now is I, I broker transactions for people to help um, their businesses stay risk-free through insurance and risk management on the commercial lines level through a, a publicly traded brokerage. And so... Um, you know, I'll still be doing that. I'll still be keeping my day job. But the thing is, is that what I really want to do is take my talent and effort and reinvest it into something that means, you know, almost as much to me, uh, you know, as, as my family does. And that's my second family, which is the Syracuse Orange football team and the athletic program. And so 
what, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be partnering with businesses and also um, just individuals that feel as though they want to participate in the, you know, the upward trajectory of this program. And so what I'm doing, I'm finding everybody that wants to make, um, you know, orange football for me specifically, um, you know, that, that destination program, because I think there's a lot of individuals that can see the light at the end of this tunnel, which is, 10, 11, 12 wins regularly in matching up with those uh, key programs because I think as we saw on Saturday, the, the gap is closing. And so let's go ahead and put the icing on the cake with retention and recruiting and then also making Syracuse University the flagship institution for um, young men and women to graduate from and also have a brand, whether that's in you know digital uh, media or their professional lives that they can take with them post-playing career. So you just mentioned the gap is closing. I think that's true. Syracuse lost to Clemson 31-14, and it was competitive well into the second half. What did you think of that game? I think there was three key plays, uh, the two turnovers in the first half, and then a missed um, blitz tackle by um, our corner. Why his name is escaping me right now. Um, Isaiah Johnson, when he missed the blitz, um, sack on Klubnik down in the, uh, the red area for them. Those three plays, if you reverse them right there, you're looking at the end of probably a first quarter that looks like a score of 7-3 to three Syracuse. Then if you take that and extrapolate it going forward, we don't obviously know what it would look like at that point, but it's a game that we would have been in control of. And so um, I think from that point forward, it's just so hard to dig a game out when there was so many critical errors to begin with. And so I think the team actually did very well moving there for We took Clemson's, you know, best shot, biggest hits, and we still played um, true to our game from that point forward. But um, really, you know, it was just Clemson, in, in my opinion, was, um, was the hungrier team on Saturday. Tyler, take a step back from that game. Syracuse is 4-1. and one, So what are your overall thoughts on how the team has played to this point now that we're nearing the midpoint of the season? You know, really, I think we're um, I think we're in the top probably 40 teams in America right now. From what I've seen, I I watch more college football probably than I have in a while, and that's thanks to the fact that um, I do have a newborn son at home, and so um, I've had the opportunity to stay home and watch nothing but college and NFL football on the weekend, which has been a huge blessing um, all the way around. However, um, you know, I've I've watched all of the top 50 teams routinely. And I see us in, you know, in that mix. And, um, you know, Clemson is probably closer to a, a top 15 team talent-wise, maybe top 10 team talent-wise. And so to see the fact that, you know, the talent gap isn't that far off, and especially with big, you know, big blowout wins to corroborate that on the other four games, um, you know, I, I think we just got dealt kind of a bad scheduling um, this year in the ACC, which tends to happen pretty frequently, or else we would have probably seen more wins before this first loss like we did last year. So, Tyler, we looked at the first five games. We'll get you out here on this one. There's still seven games left in the regular season. What's your win-loss prediction for the year now that you have a good sample size? You know, before the season, my crystal ball kind of came down to, I was curious to see how competitive the Purdue game was going to be just because of how that game ended last year, and we had no idea what the talent turnover would be there. And when we handled them, I said, okay, the next swing game on our schedule is going to be North Carolina because I know Clemson and Florida State are going to be uphill battles just because of statistically Syracuse hasn't done well against them. And until we kind of rewrite that history and start, you know, beating them on a year-over-year basis, 
you have to think that those are going to be struggles. But really, this this coming weekend with UNC, if we can go get a win there, um, I really see us finishing in the top three slots in conference. So um, I know that's kind of a, a big uphill battle when you have multiple undefeateds with, um, you know, Duke is still technically undefeated. Miami and Louisville are still all undefeated in conference. But, um, you know, who's to say we can't finish right up there with them if we go get that win this weekend? Thank you. Thank you, Tyler. Really appreciate it. And because you mentioned it before, congratulations on becoming a father. We're hoping you're getting enough sleep. Sounds great. Thank you. And for those of anybody that wants to participate and, you know, making, you know, this, this program go to the next level and to ultimately to the highest levels for years to come, feel free to reach out to me directly and I'll be happy to, um, you know, start putting that plan in place for how, you know, your dollar can go the furthest it possibly can to where you want it to go. So I just thank everybody for uh, for listening and thanks always for having me. Tyler Morona, ladies and gentlemen, and to Tyler's point, imagine a scenario where he collects $1 million and Syracuse is able to use that money to keep guys like Jihad Carter and Deuce Chestnut from going to Ohio State and LSU. The two of them who are all ACC caliber players left in the offseason, and they aren't playing very much with their new teams right now, but they certainly would have been starring at Syracuse, and Tyler's goal is to keep guys like that in orange. So when Tyler has a more formed idea of how that will work, we'll certainly pass that information along. We'll take a quick break. Brad Bierman will join us after, and I'm Wes Chang. This is the Juice on the Cuse podcast. Syracuse lost its first game to Clemson over the weekend, and they go into game two of their gauntlet part of the schedule this weekend against number 14, North Carolina. We welcome on the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief, Brad Bierman, to break that down for us. Brad, how are you today? I am doing well, Wes. Thank you. So, Brad, give us your takeaways from Syracuse's 31-14 loss to Clemson over the weekend. Well, it was certainly eye-opening, Wes, to see Syracuse match up against a team that has more talent, let's face it, on its roster, 1 through 85. And it really came to fruition in the game. You're not going to defeat teams that have more talent in the ACC or in Power 5, for that matter, with turnovers and penalties. You have to give yourself a fighting chance. And that's what happened right off the bat in the first half of this game. Syracuse turning it over and providing short field for Clemson in the game to get out to an early lead, and that really kind of set the tone for the game. Uh, the, the things that stood out were really see a difference now in how the offensive line has to keep evolving and, and how more players have to get in, in the mix there as the season progresses to give Syracuse the best opportunity in different formations. So really notice what stood out, the offensive line going up against Clemson's defensive front. What also stood out to me is the inability of Syracuse receivers to run patterns to gain space against the secondary and to really open things up for the passing game, that was really hampered. I was glad to see Syracuse uh, getting more involved before he got hurt with Dan Valari at the tight end spot, but really stood out the fact that from a speed and separation standpoint, the wide receivers were having difficulty in the game. Defensively, I thought Syracuse played pretty well, uh, but when you go up against good passing quarterbacks in the ACC as Klupnik is for Clemson and coming up with May for North Carolina, you, you really have to be on your toes. And I thought Syracuse struggled a little bit from a secondary coverage standpoint in that game. And then from special teams, well, we know about the decision involving Dino Babers to elect to kick a 57-yard field goal for Brady Denneberg in the first half. And 
while that strategy uh, was certainly confounding to a lot of uh, Syracuse fans, and, and rightfully so with providing Clemson a short field on a short percentage long field goal attempt like that, I still think, I've said it before, Wes, you know, if you're going to have scholarship kickers and you're going to give them opportunities from 50 yards plus in a climate-controlled atmosphere at the Dome, they've really got to make those kicks. And as Denenberg explained afterwards, the play was sort of rushed. He wasn't happy with the ball that was used for the kick, but those things happen. So all in all, Syracuse going up, falling to a team that I just think has more athletic talent, had a great game plan, and now it's time to bounce back on the road in the ACC. Brad, Syracuse is another difficult matchup again this upcoming weekend on the road against North Carolina. Do you give Syracuse a big chance, small chance, or no chance? Well, I'd kind of say I could plug in each of those with different scenarios, Wes, but I'm going to say a chance, but here's the number one thing that stands out. Penalties. Syracuse is 117th in the nation out of 129 FBS teams, so right at the bottom eight penalties a game, and it really hurt and stung against Clemson. On the other hand, North Carolina is about 40th in the nation penalties, half the amount of penalties as Syracuse in a game. So Syracuse will have a chance if there's no penalties, if they can really cut down and have a couple of penalties uh, spread out through the game, not have any self-forced errors. The other thing I see difficulty here is, is May, the quarterback, Drake May of, of North Carolina. He, he might be the best passing quarterback in the ACC. This is a team that's averaged 36 points in their four games so far. And I think they're going to see from the film against Clemson that the secondary is going to be tested uh, in this game against North Carolina. Offensively, like to see a little bit more balance because these two teams statistically are about even from an offensive yardage standpoint per game. So I'd like to see the Syracuse offense keep moving those chains forward, uh, getting a lot of players involved from both a balanced rushing passing standpoint. And this is a game where I think special teams is going to be very important. UNC has a great kicker, Denenberg, good kicker for Syracuse. Good punters on either side for field position. In the end, it's about winning on the road. And the ACC, and that's something Wes at Syracuse, quite frankly, really has had difficulty under Dino Babers. I see a close game down to the wire, but a game that UNC would would win out in the end. And Brad, we're right at the end of our show. You have a closing thought for us? I do, Wes. I love the beginning of October because for me that says basketball practice is in full swing and the first preseason games where we get our first glimpse of the team just a couple of weeks away. It's really exciting. And some key notes for Syracuse basketball fans, the Orange Madness event in the Dome is on the 13th of October, just coming up in a couple of weeks. And uh, the team always puts on a great show for that event. We get our first look at uh, some of the newcomers in the transfer portal and, and freshman players coming into the program. Uh, then Monroe Madness, uh, eight days later, later on October 21st in Rochester, great for the program to spread its wings, especially in Adrian Autry's first season. Then the first preseason game on the 27th against Damon. Uh, then November 1st, St. Rose, the second of the two preseason games. Really excited, Wes, five weeks away, the season opener against New Hampshire and the debut of the Adrian Autry era for Syracuse basketball. Brad, I'm going to close the show on some Syracuse alumni in the NFL. Former Syracuse linebacker Michael Jones and offensive lineman Justin Pugh both signed contracts to practice squads. Jones signing with the Dallas Cowboys, Pugh signing with the team that drafted him, the New York Giants. 
That brings the overall number of Syracuse players in the NFL to 13. Jones is a three-time All-ACC player who started 38 games in his Syracuse career, ranked 17th on SU's all-time tackles list with 301. Pugh, meanwhile, is back with the Giants who drafted him in 2013, and with the Giants just having surrendered 11 sacks on Monday Night Football and losing a pair of offensive linemen to injury, that seems to give Pugh a clear path to getting back on the field soon. Here's wishing good luck to both of them with their new teams. That's it for us. I want to thank my guests, former Syracuse defensive lineman Tyler Morona, the Juice Online editor-in-chief Brad Bierman, and this is Wes Chang reminding you that parades are man's attempt to make traffic more exciting. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast presented by Rivals.com, and we'll see you next time. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.